but the worst part is really who watched me every night I cry you are inside the raw report on KBLA talk 1580 where we bring you the latest in entertainment news trending topics and interviews I am Robin, your host for the day, with you guys Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on that ride home. Happy Friday, by the way. It didn't look too bad out there for me, I got to say. It was a pretty nice ride today. So, you know, maybe you guys are already at home and you got off early this Friday. Whatever the case is, I hope you are coming into the Raw Report ready to enjoy the show. That was some good energy. That was good Friday energy, uh, Andy. That was nice. That's that Megan Thee Stallion. Is it? Is it the new? New Megan Thee Stallion. Cobra. Come on, DJ A+. Plus. <laughs> Cobra. Okay, which I hear that song is already kicking up some controversy, but you know, we'll table that for another day. Uh, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. And like I said, you know, we were ready for Friday and it's here. It's here. It's definitely here. We are looking forward to having a great show with you uh, as always. But I'm actually really excited because our contributor is in studio today. And you know how that goes. It's always just a lot better, a lot better uh, energy and all of that. Well, listen, um, if you are, if you do want to call in today, you can do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. If you have any uh, ideas, any suggestions, if you want to disagree or if you want to agree or if you would like to say hi, hey, that's cool, too. You can call in. And uh, again, that number is 1-800-920-1580. You can join us right now. Hey, y'all, I see you guys already coming on up into the YouTube chat. Good to see everybody there. So you could join us on YouTube as well, KBLA 1580. And I just discovered we do have some people watching online. We get we have people listening on the app and also listening on the radio in Los Angeles. So shout out to all of you guys as well. Um, I have a quick question, though. There is a, a rapper named The Game. Now, The Game is... Uh, <laughs> He's controversial too. He does. He says some things that are controversial, but he has a beautiful daughter. She's only 13 years old. Her name is Callie. And this time, this year, he allowed her to choose her own uh, costume for Halloween. Now, when I saw the photo of her, she looked like a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old. <laughs> she looked, she looked like she was, you know, pretty, you know, she dressed like a football player or football-ish player she has some you know tights on how they wear their tights and she had on a, a jersey that was a crop top beautiful hair she looked really cute but she looked really old for her age is it appropriate for a, a child a, a 13 year old still a teenager is it appropriate for a 13 year old to choose her own outfit if it looks a little bit uh, older I'll say than what she actually is I'll go ahead and put that in the chat because I do want to get started with a question of the day but uh, no updates Andy let's get to the raw report now it's time for a breakdown all right we're talking about Sherry Shepard today Sherry Shepard and uh, the fact that she chose she's choosing <laughs> she's she's paying child support for a child that is not biologically connected to her nor does she have any relationship with so that is actually very interesting we'll open up that whole conversation talk about the the all the different angles of this particular topic we're also going to be talking about Doug and Jackie Christie Jackie Christie you may know from basketball wives if you're into that she's a reality uh, star but she she does she has businesses and things like that as well Doug Christie her husband a former NBA player who is now a, a coach he's coaching with the uh, Sacramento Kings they get married y'all every single year 
They get married every single year. 28 times, as a matter of fact, which is, I can't I can't lie. I mean, that's they, they are doing it. For Hollywood standards, 28 years is a long time. But we'll talk about the fact that they get married every single year. They renew their vows. They have an entire wedding, okay, every single year. And how she says that actually helps to maintain their marriage. We're going to talk about it all with our contributor on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at the Raw Report. Keep it locked. Okay, so yeah, we have already uh, in the poll. I, I want you guys to start voting on this if you haven't already. The question is, should a 13-year-old have the right to choose a costume that makes her look a little older slash sexier? You guys let me know. Or should the parents still be involved? Yes or no? Should she be allowed and should she have that right? Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and move forward. I'm so happy to have with us again today in the studio for The Raw Report, Stephanie Oh, How are you doing today, Stephanie? I am good. Oh, I was a little... I was a little quick with the applause. There we go. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Very good to have you here. Um, you know, I mentioned to you before, I said, you know, there's a lot of conversations that we've had here yeah. on the show that you weren't here for oh. that she would have been so good ah. for. But, you know, because I love hearing what you have to say. And, um, you know, we started having another conversation about the whole Keith Lee thing. As a matter of <laughs> fact, if y'all done, if you are, because there has been more that's transpired with Keith Lee. He's been a getting uh, death threats. There's been a lot more talk around that whole situation and um but i want to know from y'all if y'all tired of hearing about keith lee <laughs> say i'm done with keith lee or you know no nah, i like to talk about it a little bit <laughs> let more. us know let us know because we'll go in <laughs> oh stephanie I, i've got a lot to say stephanie has a lot to say about that keith lee situation <laughs> and actually some things that i had never quite heard before because at this point you know when you look at different people in their perspectives you think you've heard it all but no you've you've shed some light <laughs> i will say um but i do want to go ahead jump right into these conversations conversations um specifically let's get started with sherry shepherd now i have to say i really like sherry shepherd i like that she now has her own talk show and i feel like she was always well known we've known her as Mm -hmm. an actress Mm -hmm. comedian and all that Mm -hmm. but now that she's in this space and even outside of the view but now that she's really in this space i don't know i feel like i'm getting to know her a little bit more and like her a Mm. bit more uh but she opened up on a on a radio show talking about Her personal information, specifically, she's talking about the fact that she had she used to be married and she had another child who is um, uh, disabled or uh, special needs. He's special. She has a special needs child. And uh, but the husband that she was married to wanted a son as well. That was not his son. He also wanted a son. And uh, she says that she the video is going to explain it, but she's basically talking about um, her entire personal situation and what happened with that and why she now pays uh, some money for this child that, uh, you know, is not biologically hers. Let's go ahead and take it. Uh, listen to the clip. But you in a situation that makes everybody mad. Yeah, I pay child support, you know. Do you see the baby? Because mm-hmm, the child's not biologically connected to me. Right. So what you like, I'm not getting involved in that. What people, what people don't know, because you will never see anything other than a smile. I don't let you in on my private life. So what people don't know is every day we argue. Every day we argued about this. He wanted a baby. I did not want a baby because I have Jeffrey with special needs. I'm tired. Right. And he was like, it ain't fair that you have a baby. Do you have a son? And I don't have a son. And I mean, it literally, basically, he was like, well, if you don't have my baby, then 
So when somebody do this, right? That mean I'm gonna go. And and it was so public. Our wedding because he wanted to have it on TV. He wanted to have a big wedding, which the IRS is still audited me for. And so it was just like it was. It was so public. It was an embarrassment. So basically, I had consigned myself to. Okay, we're gonna have this baby, and I'm just being unhappy for the rest of my life and have an affair. Because I said, well, how are we gonna take care of this child? Because I'm working two jobs already. I'm doing a newlywed game. I'm doing a viewing. He like, we'll get a second nanny. How are we supposed to afford a second nanny? Oh, I'm just supposed to work yeah. myself to and death. And then I told him because he was an writer, and I said, well, you gotta get a job writing. And he was like, no, because if we have a baby, I'm staying home. No, I don't do stay-at-home husbands. I do husbands that work. But he was adamant. I'm not going to Hollywood to get no job. I'm gonna stay home. And well, then how am I supposed? To? Then that means I gotta work. So people don't understand. We were having those kind of arguments every. day. Day. And then I gotta go on the air and be happy. So right. I probably said, "Fine." I didn't pick the surrogate. I didn't pick. I didn't pick the donor who had the egg. I didn't pick the gestational carrier. I was not involved. So when I finally put him out because I found out he was doing all kinds of stuff, he said, I, "And I said, well, I'll pay you two thousand dollars a month, twenty five hundred for your son. And if um, you know, if you need anything, if I'm working, I'll be the fairy godmother. I'll come. Hey, I'll come in here and I'll help you out. And then um, he was like, "No, I want ten thousand a month." And he said, if, my, if your son go to private school. Okay. She goes on to say her, her, you know, that her ex-husband was telling her, you know, well, if your son goes to private school, I want my son to go to private school. And she's like, but I have a special needs child. You know, if he didn't have special needs, he would be in a public school. Um, but, yeah, she says she offered to pay $2,000 a month for, for the child that she is not even connected to. Uh, but he says no. He wanted ten thousand a month. Ultimately, she wound up paying a, a little over four thousand dollars a month. But um, give me your thoughts. I mean, Stephanie, I, <laughs> I look in your face, okay, Stephanie. I'm looking in your face. Just tell me your your I'm thoughts sorry. on this entire situation. Yeah, my thoughts on this. Um, you, if you're gonna have standards, you gotta stick to them. And so the one thing that really, really, I, I, I feel for Sherry, I truly do. But the one thing is like she did not want this child. Mm -hmm. She, to the point where she's not even biologically connected. So she didn't even provide the egg for this child. Right. She's not there for throughout the, she didn't pick the donor. She didn't pick anything. Mm -hmm. Like she was so hands off. Mm -hmm. If you were going to do that, why deal with it because you had a wedding I, th that's not a good enough reason for mm -hmm. you to ha allow yourself to be put in that situation because now because this happened while you were married you technically are the parent mm. still mm -hmm. whether you want to be or not mm -hmm. it's if it, if it was a man who didn't want a child or and you did all this while y'all were married he's still now the father so you're still technically the mother and now there's a child out there who does not know probably doesn't know they're a real mother or the mother they were supposed to have or mm -hmm. you know they're probably super confused about what's going on and mm -hmm. and not feeling wanted and you know she should have I believe stuck to her her guns and not allowed herself to be you know pushed over mm. you know mm. um and I also think that this is a conversation that should have been had been had prior well I mean according to her she sounded like they used to have this conversation every single day that they would argue about these types of conversations yeah, I wouldn't have gotten married if I had those conversations and we weren't on the same oh, you're page. saying they should have talked about this even before they got yeah, married yeah, yeah. yeah definitely definitely I mean um I can't help but see this this comment Forrest Harrison says wow it sounds like he set her up oh he absolutely did that hurts my entire heart when you think about it that way and the possibility of that um happening that just makes me really sad but you know to to your point i'm like what's up sherry why why did you do it sherry She's why like, did you just go for it and she you know to her point she says um 
you know, he was like, well, if you don't give me the kid, then I'm just going to, you well, know. Well, then you go do it. Yeah. <laughs> go cheat. Go do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, then you'll you'll be responsible for that child if you cheat on me and have a child with someone else. Yeah. Not me. Like, she was like, oh, you know, I, I don't have a stay-at-home husband. I have a husband that works. And then let him stay at home anyway. Yeah. So she's just not, she let this man run over her. And I'm so disappointed. And now to have a child that you're paying over four thousand. Now, I mean, I understand. Um, it, you know, she makes a lot of money now. She's been doing well for herself for some years, but it doesn't matter. You know, when you put things in perspective, we talked a lot about child support on mm-hmm. this show, and you know, what's an appropriate amount. No one can really dictate what the what the absolute you know uh, amount is that it's appropriate per per child because everybody's in a different situation. But you know, she says two thousand twenty five hundred dollars a month was was reasonable. Yeah, and he says ten thousand dollars a month. That li- that literally sounds like he set her up. Um, uh, let's go ahead and take this call from Fahima. She wants to jump in on the conversation. Hello to you, Fahima. Greetings, Robin, and also to your guests. Um, you know, I've been following Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley since they were on the Tom Joyner show, and she's talked about this, and I really think Lamar Sally was he he was a shyster and he really set her up as far as had said in the chat but technically because she was married and the child was uh conceived while they were married she's technically responsible and i thought it was quite generous of her to agree to pay 2500 mm-hmm. but he obviously was a shyster he wanted to be a stay-at-home uh parent it, it was just outrageous but she's talked about this and i just think it's a raw deal so all she could do is use it as material for her stand-up comedy to head, generate more money <laughs> <laughs> fahima that's a good point um let me ask you this question do you think um that it's possible for her to go back to court and, 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 you know, and finagle a different kind of deal. Think about this. She, they had the child. They separated when the child was three months old. The child literally does not know who she is. And he is trying to have, uh, trying to get her to have a relationship with his son and her son. And she's like, no, that that's not beneficial whatsoever. But to continue to pay over $4,000 a month for 18 years, think about that. I mean, is there some way that you know of or that you believe that she can get out of this and sort of make another arrangement? To be honest, the only one that could possibly go back to court would be Lamar Sally because he can contend that she's making more money. This was part of the divorce agreement that she would pay the child support. Um, I think, you know, and so, you know, he'll be 18 pretty soon and she won't be responsible anymore. She's lucky that she didn't have to pay him alimony. I'm hoping she didn't. she's not paying him alimony. But the only one that could go back to court would be him to ask for more money. I don't know if he'd get it, but he can contend that she's making more money. Right. But it was part of the divorce decree. Well, thank you so much for your com uh, for your comment, Fahima. And um, yeah, I, I said take it, take it to uh, take it to the stage, Sherry. Take it to the stage. That's the best thing to do because if you take it to court, like Fahima said, she's going to end up paying more. She's she'll pay more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's a really strange situation. I mean, to pay, it's like a bill. You know, mm-hmm. like literally a bill that you have to pay. That's that's a lot of money to pay every single month for 18 years. It's just very interesting. Uh, Marcus says Sherry tried to save a marriage um, that was doomed at the start. It's just it, it's I, I wouldn't wish what she's going through on anybody. You know, yeah. um, that's really just a, a very sad situation. And if he did set her up, that's trifling.
Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Sally. That's that's trifling. Um, okay, so let's talk about Jackie Christie. Do you know who Jackie Christie is? I do. I do know who Jackie Christie is. Okay, yeah. Jackie Christie, nice woman. I really like her a lot. Um, we've just known each other in these Hollywood streets, you know, but she's actually a basketball wife. She's That's where most people know her from. Mm-hmm. And she's also the wife of Doug Christie, who is a former NBA player. He, he's a coach now. Um, she has some businesses, but primarily it is basketball wives mm-hmm. that is sort of her her claim to fame well she even has mentioned on the show that they get married every mm-hmm. single year which means they're always planning a wedding think about how long it actually takes to pull right. off a wedding i mean it's, it's a good six months to a year <laughs> right so they're always planning a wedding and she says that actually helps her that's one of the keys to their success 28 years i mean you kind of have to say you, you you may have to concede that point. Like maybe that is what's working for their relationship. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but but share share what you feel. Uh, you know, I, I haven't been married 28 years, so she may be onto something. <laughs> uh-huh. But that aside, I feel like that's not the only thing. It's, uh, Jackie is a nut when it comes to her husband, okay? <laughs> she okay, <laughs> she does yeah. not play when it comes to that man. And I think that all things combined is probably how they lasted almost 30 years now. Yeah, good point. She says, you when, when, and when Stephanie says that she's a nut, like regarding her husband, she travels a lot with him. She is very, um, I don't know if you would say um, t- it may be territorial or um, I don't know that you would say jealous or envious. I mean, not envious, uh, envious of him, but um, she's she just has tabs on her man. Yeah. She's got tabs on him. Yeah. He, territorial. He, cuff, cuff it. Yeah. He, he couldn't <laughs> leave if he wanted to, I don't think. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if this is just a very, uh, if this is a, a, a special, you know, situation, if they're just unique in that, but it kind of makes you wonder. I mean, he seems to be going along with yeah. it as well. He seems like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down to have this, um, this, you know, this wedding again for 28 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love, I, I love weddings. So I, I probably would love to have um, a wedding every year. I probably could not afford to have a wedding every year um and my sanity probably could not afford for me to have a wedding every year so i mean if it works for them more power to them um but i think it's a little bit more than just the wedding just having a wedding okay absolutely and spending that type of time together because she says that whenever he travels she 80 percent of the time 90 percent, she's traveling with him yeah she does not play when it comes to doug and i think that dynamic and just that there is no room for him to want to leave um, and she definitely doesn't want to leave. Yeah. So it's going to be definitely till death do them part for yeah. sure. <laughs> okay. So you think that this they're, they're in it for the long they're haul. in it. 28 years. I mean, I, I can't lie. I mean, it seems like you are in it for the long haul. But also, you th- we're talking about a couple who um, obviously 28 years they've been together. So they're, they kind of come from that old school, mm-hmm. you know. And so I wonder what other kinds of things. Because you're right. I don't know that it's just getting married every year that's holding them together. It's got to be something mm-hmm. else. Some of these, you know, other standards, you know, marital standards that come from the old school that you would think it applies actually to their uh, their marriage. Right. I would. I know she's written a book before, but and I haven't read it. So she may have discussed this before, but I would love to know, like, what are the other things that she does that are unique to her relationship? And um, they may be kind of wild, maybe too wild for me. So I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, she did. She and what I'm referring to is uh, Jackie Christie recently did a uh, a sit down interview for Essence magazine, and she did. She's actually doing a whole tour surrounding this basketball wives thing. She and I have not had an opportunity to speak yet, but I'm actually scheduled to have a conversation with her. So maybe I'll ask her, like, well, what's up, Jackie? <laughs> like, well, what what more? You know, what other things do you have going on here? Um, Andy, did you want to jump in on this? Just real quick, I think their relationship is based off of fear. I think I think Doug Christie is afraid of his wife, and I think and I think uh, uh, the wife is pretty much um, very manipulative. I think she's insecure because you know what I'm saying he was a basketball player or whatnot, and he could pretty much have any chick that she wants. So it's it's all based off of fear, and it works for him. Whatever works. If you got to find a man that fears Did you, Andy I just guess. come in here and drop a <laughs> mic? Did he drop a mic? I mean, you were so assertive in that. That was very affirmative. Andy. Do I need to find a man that fears me? Is that what? I don't what know. This is? is that the? Is that what works? I just remember the saga back then when Doug Christie was playing, and just the fact that she was there in the locker room. I mean, you're there every oh. place that he is yeah. like come on like that's just a little bit extreme i'm sorry oh and i wow. just think doug christie i mean I'm, I'm sure that there's some love but maybe he's also afraid of his wife to a degree i don't know <laughs> i could be wrong i don't know well listen we will continue to have this conversation on the other side because i want to get to it and i'm also going to mention uh something that there's a a transgender woman named t.s madison and what she says to the new generation and she basically is talking about in order to lock your relationship down i'll get to what she said on the other Ooh. side yeah uh right now though we've got news traffic and sports you are listening to the raw report on kbla talk 1580 stay there What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on the Raw Report. You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. You're just joining us. Come on up in here. We're talking Sherry Shepard and uh, the fact that she's paying child support for a child that she is not biologically connected to, nor does she have a relationship with this child. Um, by the way, shout out to Missy Elliott. Thank you for the song. She is being inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is today going down at Barclays Center. That that might be happening right now. Actually, right at this moment, they're streaming it live. I told you they're doing that at uh, on Disney+. Plus. So shout out to Missy Elliott. And also, it's a happy birthday for Ella Mae. I forgot that it's her birthday. So shout out to Ella Mae as well. Um, yeah, so we are now talking about the Christies, Doug and Jackie Christie, who get married every single year. They've had 28 weddings. Count them. 28. <laughs> I don't know if I'm down to do 28 weddings. I mean, I think it's real cute to have, you know, your, your you know, the, the, the moments, the the key moments, you know, mm -hmm. your 10 year or mm -hmm. uh, 15 or 20, whatever that is. Uh, but, you know, to do something like this every single year, I think it's a lot. But uh, on the other side, I was telling you guys that there's a woman, a transgender woman who uh, goes by the name of T.S. Madison, who says that for this new generation, she says, listen, I encourage every woman that I meet to sleep with a man within seven days. She says, because what if you find yourself spiritually compatible with him? You find yourself, you know, mentally compatible with him. Everything else is fine, but you're not sexually compatible with this person. What's going to happen? You're going to end up uh, frustrated being, you know, uh, tempted to cheat or something like that. So she says, basically, to make this thing last, you should know within the first seven days if you are compatible in that way. And that is her. That is I can't even believe that's a piece of advice nowadays. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I mean, maybe I'm old school, too. Give me your thoughts on it. Um. 
I now okay okay so this is where I'm at on it now I don't seven days no absolutely not <laughs> um I, I feel that you should have the compatibility the emotional compatibility and even the spiritual and all those up that compatibility first mm -hmm. before you give your body to some random man mm. a week into knowing him or yeah because at that point you actually don't even know him you don't know him you don't know you don't him. know if you like him yeah you know this so you, you don't even know if you are spiritually or mentally compatible exactly. in seven days so why would you yeah exactly. why would you get physical with them that just actually is kind of crazy that's what yeah, I'm saying and I'm like I may not even like you after this so <laughs> I'm not doing that in seven days yeah. now I do believe that it's okay prior now I, you know prior to marriage to make yeah. sure you get that out the way and yeah. you're like okay yeah well that goes along with another piece of advice that they say um some people will say that you should probably live with live your together. spouse yeah, yeah because what if y'all get married i mean it, it really does blow my mind to know that there are people who actually did this they waited until marriage before sex they waited until marriage before they moved in with each other and all the things and they just that's a total stranger by the time you get together and you <laughs> get married and you're just like oh I can't believe these are the habits you have right I, yeah. yeah I couldn't do that Absolutely to me it's not. almost I mean it's not quite that deep but it's almost hand in hand with arranged marriages mm -hmm. because you get you have an arranged marriage I am married to you sir and I just met you today <laughs> I just met you or I just met you you know our parents introduced us last week mm -hmm. and now we're married. Mm -hmm. And then now you got to figure out and oftentimes just navigate your way through this, this relationship with somebody you don't even like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that part is crazy, but I think it's even crazier that uh, T.S. Madison will say, you know, yeah, seven days is too soon. Seven days is just way much too, too soon. Way too soon because I don't even know if I know you or like you or if we're going to last uh, after the first date. So seven days is way too soon. It is way too soon. Okay, so we agree with that. Um, over in the chat, there is a question that says, uh, could renewing your wedding vows every year make your marriage last? 71% of you say no. 29 say yes. Okay. Well, um, there's that on that. Now, I did want to open up just because I thought what you had to say about mm -hmm. Keith Lee, not not specifically Keith Lee, but we were talking about um, the Atlanta kind of culture versus Los Angeles. I mean, and, and everything in between. I mean, there's Houston has their own culture. New York has mm -hmm. a culture, right? When mm -hmm. it comes to eateries, restaurants and things like that. Did you want to give us your input on what's yeah. going on with Keith Lee? Yeah. Um, so the conversation that we were having is about the culture and why... Keith Lee has, you know, he's done this whole food tour thing everywhere. He's gone to New York. He's gone to L.A. He's, you know, he's done this thing everywhere. And it was not, he didn't have the same experience in most places that he had yeah. in Atlanta. And um, I've lived in Atlanta, currently living in Los Angeles. And one thing I found is that there is a, de a definitely a different culture. I understand that Atlanta has their celebrities and all that, as, as does L.A. Mm -hmm. But there's this very specific difference in the way things are done in LA and if you you're from LA you live in LA then you probably notice these differences too when it comes to celebrity culture and these eateries and one thing that stood out for me for example is um how Keith Lee went to a few places one of the places I actually had a similar experience but he went to these places and their wait time was two and a half hours and they don't take uh phone orders and just all these little random crazy rules mm -hmm. and things that would never fly in LA. And <laughs> I realized that they wouldn't because we just don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, LA is a place where, you know, we there, first of all, your, your competition is literally around the corner. 
Absolutely. So if, if you tell me the wait is two hours, <laughs> I will tell you that I'm going to go hit the next place because yeah, you're not that sure. good. Um, you're just nothing is that good for mm-hmm. a two hour wait. But also I find that the thing with um, Atlanta is a few things. One, uh, people will wait two and a half hours because they do not subconsciously. They don't realize that they deserve better. They think that that's normal. Mm-hmm. to have to wait for something quote unquote good whereas in LA we don't do that we mm-hmm. are we feel we are too good mm-hmm. to have to wait mm-hmm. <laughs> for things like you know so you're not going to make me wait <laughs> I am far too important for that and why is it that everybody in LA thinks that they are the most important I think everyone here feels like I know this person or you know my network yeah. right and even if it's not them themselves it's like my network is heavy so yeah. you shouldn't be talking to me like that exactly should, so that would never fly place. here. Right. It's so Whereas funny. in Atlanta, they may put on that outward, I'm important, but deep down, they know that they're not. Mm-hmm. And so you have to wait. And they think that that's okay. And like, no, that's actually the opposite of okay. You mm-hmm. shouldn't have to wait. I'm like, I understand a 45-minute wait, but I'm not doing two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that um, I kind of, like, I was just sitting, like, mulling this stuff over, just trying to figure out why people would wait and for the food to not even be all that great and just deal with all these radical rules and I found that in Atlanta um, probably happened around 2011 uh, or so there's this Atlanta it's so I I say LA's celebrity or network or culture is built on elite and exclusive Mm. so uh, these restaurants these fancy restaurants and things like that uh, you know you can't if you're not meant to be there, you're not getting in. You're yeah. not on a list. You're yeah. not a member. You're not You're not getting in. There is no waiting two and a half hours to get in because you will not be getting in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think people in L.A. understand that. So, we, you know, we stick to the rivers and the lakes that we're used to in mm-hmm. L.A. <laughs> Whereas in Atlanta, Atlanta kind of tried to, because it's the new Atlanta is what they call it, um, the, the Real Housewives Atlanta, the yeah. loving uh, hip-hop Atlanta. They see what L.A. does with the exclusivity and they try to mimic that with Atlanta. But you can't because Mm. old Atlanta created a culture where your celebrities were in the streets with you. Mm -hmm. Your celebrities were you went to school with them. Right. 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 You're in the club with them. You mix and mingle with them. Yeah. Rub elbows with them. So they're not exclusive. Mm -hmm. They're really your cousins. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) so by proximity now. You think you're famous because, oh, I went to this event and I hung, I, I spoke to Nini. So now I'm important because I spoke to Nini. Yeah, it, it is. It is certainly uh, different, different cultures. I mean, um, even going to Atlanta, you can experience it. You understand like it's completely different than L.A. And I think you made some some great points. Yeah, it's right. Very long winded. There's so many it's just yeah. different, different uh, dynamics. Di- there's very different dynamics here. And so um, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, when we come forward, though, I do want to get into this conversation about the uh, the creator, the founder of the Shade Room, who's talking about. Um, the fact that the shade room and the the culture of it needs to change. There needs to be some changes with that, which is very, very interesting. It's very interesting. I came across that on social media. I'll play what she says, and then I want to have a conversation about it on the other side. You're listening to The Rob Report on KBLA Talk 1580. 
Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Okay, so we have been having a, a really great conversation with, uh, with, with our, our contributor of the day, Stephanie O, um, talking about Sherry Shepard. We've talked about the Christies, Jackie Christie, Doug Christie, how they get married every single year. Jackie, let me know, does that really, really work? 28 years of renewing your vows, does that work? Is that the, is that the secret sauce to uh, keeping your marriage together? Uh, I'll ask her that at another time. But right now, I do want to get into this clip. And this is the owner, the founder, rather, of the Shade Room. Her name is Ange- uh, Angelica Wandu? I don't know. Nwandu. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her last name. I know she just goes by Angelica a lot. Uh, But she's talking on a panel about the shade room and basically uh, what the culture was like and what it's turning into. Let's take a listen to this. I used to say we're a mirror for the culture. And I felt justified in that for a very long time until the platform reached this level of influence that I began to say, well, should we be influencing the culture rather than being a reflection of the culture? It's a burden that's placed on black media to rise above. It is a privilege to be burdened, I'll say. But in year 10, I'm like, yeah, we got to do something different. Okay. Um, Wow. Just to hear her say, after 10 years, the Shade Room has been around for 10 years, Mm -hmm. and she didn't even realize it was going to have that type of influence that it does. Just so that we're clear, the Shade Room is the Mm -hmm. go-to, especially for black people, Mm -hmm. young, especially young black people. Mm -hmm. It is sort of the TMZ uh, for for everyone else. I mean, the Shade Room is that place that it's the go-to place for... uh, Obviously, gossip, black culture, entertainment news. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also do some other news. They talk politics on there, breaking news, mm-hmm. um, you know, mass shootings. You'll get that information on the Shade Room a lot of the times first mm-hmm. before you get it on other blogs, Yahoo News or uh, I- I- any type of thing like that. So it has become very, extremely influential. And uh, as of right now, let's see. I mean, the Shade Room has an astounding number. They've been number one many, many years, yep. uh, 28.8 million yep. followers. And so that's a massive amount of influence. But the fact that she's saying she wants it to change now because they used to mirror the the culture. And now she's basically saying they're influencing mm-hmm. the culture. And so now she has to take a step back and look at that. Your thoughts on this? Cause I'm, I'm yeah. kind of blown away by that. So my thoughts on it. Um, so I used to be, a lot of people don't know this, but shade room. And I, I used to, uh, be the the face the writer the editor all those things of baller alert where sh- what okay, shade room yeah. was uh modeled after so we started baller alert was was was, was <laughs> yeah, the one yeah, yeah it, you know so we were actually the original mm-hmm. shade room they used to be followers of ours and they spurred off kind of did their own thing and then um what i, I what i want to i left baller alert in 2017 so i um they've kind of had a little sh- uh shift in what they've done as well mm-hmm. but what i will say about the shade room is uh, I, I don't agree with the mimicking of the culture. You know, mm-hmm. when Shade Room created, it, it's literally called The Shade Room. Yeah. So it was created with the intent of being a certain type of uh, platform. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you, it doesn't matter what you write about. If you have shade in your name, people are going to go there to expect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it's mimicking the culture because I don't believe that black culture and black media has to be messy and shady. You mm-hmm. had people like, uh, Nicole, you had people like there, you know, that 
There was. Do you remember the concrete loop? Concrete loop. You know, there there was lots of black media that didn't do that. Yeah. Um, black in podcast started to come around, and they didn't do that. You know, so Mm -hmm. there was lots of me. There was lots of ways to go, and that was a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, now I, because like she said, they've gotten so big. There is a responsibility now because I've always said that in order to, to. You have to, you can create the media Mm -hmm. is what I've always said is like you, in order to control the media, you create the media, you Mm -hmm. become the media. So you can put out anything and anybody would believe it, especially in this day and age. It's Mm -hmm. even worse now than it ever has been. So you do have a responsibility to make sure that we are provided with the proper information and that you are feeding people properly, mentally, you know, knowledge, all those things. Mm -hmm. That is a responsibility once you become so, so large. Mm -hmm. Um, But can you rebrand a site called the shade room that's the that's the problem that i think i'm having (laughs) um it's almost like we're too far into this too far um with 28.8 million followers i mean i don't know that you can just switch at the drop of a dime and what i do believe they've tried to do is start to include you know other positive and inspirational news you know they have their 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 motivation in the morning you know and i get it and it's one of those things like because i i've seen it happen like they'll post someone's child and then the comments will just be nasty yeah and I'm like, and many people think that they're doing that intentionally oh they 100 sure. it's 100 done intentionally because yeah. it gets you yeah. the engagement you just you know it's the celebrity child they're not your kid so it doesn't matter but you're not thinking of these people as human these mm-hmm. celebrities are human still mm-hmm. um so it's so far gone the culture 28 million people have come to your site every morning noon and night and they have, they're accustomed to acting away. Mm-hmm. You cannot change them now. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. You'd have to shut down and completely and start something completely, start completely new. <laughs> um, because I do notice even within all the the blogs that you have out there and media. Some I used to work for the ja- the Jasmine brand, and they would be very insistent upon the fact that they were an entertainment news site, not a gossip site, not a blog, like not a gossip blog or anything like that, but an entertainment news. Um, and I, I, I gotta admit, I only wrote, I was a, a writer and I was a correspondent for the jazz room because I believed in, and I still believe in the, in the fact that they don't do salacious news. Mm-hmm. I was never a part of that. I never wanted to, I've actually turned down stories cause I'm like, I'm not going to write about that, mm-hmm. um, or be involved in that. Um, whether I knew, or if I did, for instance, if I did take a story on, I'm like, well, you got to let me call these people or reach out to these people to see if they Mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, verify, you know, uh, clarify or anything like that and and give a comment. But you do see the different types. There are several that I will not mention. There are several types of those kind of blogs that are way messier now than even the shade room. For sure. And so I don't, you know, unfortunately it is such a moneymaker. These people have gotten rich Filthy mm-hmm. rich off of this type of news. Yeah. So imagine um, getting filthy rich, and now you want to change after yeah. you've made millions off of the off of the dirt, off of the, and then calling it culture. Yeah, it's not the culture. It's not. You the have culture. like, for example, I used to work at Revolt TV. Revolt TV doesn't do that. They're, yeah. you know, that's not what they're known for. There are a lot of media places that aren't known for, it. and I don't want to say it's our culture because that's not. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's I, I completely agree with you. Um, do you feel that? You know, like Revolt and uh, there are other there are tons of other black media uh, who are positive, who are going out there and um, and that I would say are part of the culture. Do you feel like there's enough room for for them to make to make it as big as, say, the shade room? Um, I think that media as a whole is changing. 
Um, so when it comes to being as big as a shade room, um, I don't think anybody is going to be as big as they are doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think that you have to find the next thing. The thing about the shade room is that, you know, like I said, Baller Alert kind of started the Instagram blogging thing. Mm -hmm. That was new when we started it. Instagram was yeah. new when we started doing yeah. that. So you've been doing it since the inception of Instagram. It's time to find the next new thing. Yeah. And when you find it, you can be that big person doing it. Well, listen, I have faith in whoever is uh, whoever is up and coming. Somebody needs to actually represent and represent us very well. Um, thank you guys so much for joining in to the Raw Report for this entire week. I had a, a lot of fun, a lot of great conversations. We discussed a lot. So definitely appreciate that. And Stephanie, oh, let everybody know where they can find you online. As usual, you can find me everywhere at 118-E-L-E-V-E-N and the number eight. Y'all go follow her. She be saying some stuff <laughs> online. She is really, really that one. Um, so definitely appreciate you all. And listen, we right back at it on Monday. You already know I am your host, Robin Ayers. And remember today and every day forward to be a blessing. <laughs>